Across technical SEO, local SEO, and non-technical SEO, there are so many components at play, many that you can control, but some that you have to be cognizant of your competitors about. At the end of the day, though, the only way to move forward is by taking things one step at a time to improve your SEO. Today, I'm joined again by Stephen Fielding, and we're going to break down how you can go about building a monthly SEO action plan for your website and online presence. Now, Stephen, you and I both develop SEO plans and implement a lot of SEO directly because of the content marketing pieces that we put in place for home builders and remodelers. What are some of the things that you like to highlight to clients about what we're doing and why it's important to do it right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, if there's one thing I'm going to say up front, it'd be to pay particular close attention to SEO. Many builders, remodelers, and contractors often overlook it. But without SEO, no one would even be able to find you. So you don't want to ignore it and you want to pay attention to it. It's barely even worth having a website if you haven't even done at least basic SEO, because then even your most important pages might not even rank for the things they are actually built about. Um, so it doesn't have to be that complex to start, but then you can get into technical and local SEO, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. So I can't stress this enough. We can either do it ourselves, or you can have uh, someone do it for you. Well said. And on that note, let's just dive right in. So um, how about we start with some quick wins that you can finish in about an hour total that will improve your ranking potential and guide next steps. So if you haven't already, definitely purchase an SSL. There are free versions available, but as with all things, you get what you pay for. So I recommend purchasing an organization-validated SSL certificate. You can get this through a hosting service like GoDaddy or SiteGround. And SSL is going to increase Google's and users' trust of your website and improve your ranking potential and conversion rates. You should also start running a local citation cleanup through Moz Local if your score is below 75% when you run a local citation check. It only takes 10 to 15 minutes to set up and will run in the background for the next 12 months. This is going to help increase the accuracy and number of directories pointing to your business. And I'll link to it in the resources below. You should also connect your site to Google Search Console. This will give you insight into exactly what Google is seeing and when they crawl your website, it'll give them, you an indication of what they're picking up. It's a great place to identify what exactly needs addressed on your specific website from a URL visibility perspective. And I'll link to Google's instructions on how to connect your site to Google Search Console as well. There's definitely more quick wins you should implement, but the time it will take will depend on the size of your website. Stephen, what would you recommend? Yeah, so in addition to the ones that you mentioned, Danielle, I think that conducting super basic SEO on each page of your website, or at very least the core pages, and what I mean by that is the homepage, services, about, like those types of pages. Um, so for example, uh, in these core SEO or super basic core SEO updates, you'd wanna make sure that your service and your location are in each of the following, the H1 tag, the page title, the meta description, in the URL if possible. So even just going along and like generally updating those things, so maybe they would include your like home remodeling plus location or home building plus location, that is gonna help you a lot in the long run because at least your pages are going to be looked at by Google and Google's gonna know exactly what they're about. 
And then I would also say, make sure you say what you do and where you work throughout your website. So this is just a general recommendation, but once again, having your location in different places, as long as it's there somewhere, and then what you do. So without having that, I've seen a lot of general websites out there that you really don't even know that much what's, uh, what's going on or what they're about. So just even if it seems too simple, mention those things in certain places because that's gonna help Google and not only Google, but also your users and visitors that come to your website know exactly what you do and where you do it. Those are all really great. And doing super basic SEO, like Steven mentioned, across your entire website is going to help you really establish the foundation for your local search visibility, especially when you're managing your digital presence yourself. But a lot of you do also have a marketer or marketing teams on staff. So as the leader, your role really becomes supporting your team and giving them the tools they need to improve the processes and systems that they already use. Especially if you've been in business for any number of years, you may already have a blogging strategy and image upload process that is chugging along without following SEO best practices. And it can be hard to refocus your content systems to best accommodate your SEO goals, especially if you realize that there's a lot of cleanup work to be done. Nevertheless, you have to remember, your online performance does not exist in a vacuum. So your goal needs to be optimizing your website and local presence more than your competitors do in order to outrank them in search engines. It comes down to controlling what you can control and focusing on providing the best possible experience and answers for your users. I want to stress that if you start implementing best practices today, and if you start utilizing the SEO tools and methods we've talked about in each previous episode, you can start to move the needle from this day forward. One step at a time takes you a lot farther than not moving at all. Yeah, definitely. And it's a marathon, not a sprint. You don't want to just do it all at once and then never touch it again. You want to make sure that you optimize things consistently because I feel like consistency is key here. In the long run, if you're going to do this, you got to make sure that the super basic SEO is done on new blogs and pages and everything. Um, So Danielle, truly, how can contractors start taking those steps forward each week and each month? I recommend building your SEO action plan in a list of three phases. Phase one, implementing good SEO for all content moving forward. Phase two, cleaning up past content to optimize your ranking potential. And phase three, increasing reach through promotion channels and ramping up your content marketing efforts. The activities of these phases may overlap if you were to put them on a calendar, meaning you don't have to finish everything in phase one before starting phase two. The purpose of categorizing action items into these three phases is to help keep you from letting the cart get in front of the horse. You want to keep things as organized as possible. And like Stephen mentioned, you want it to be more of a marathon than a sprint. So you need to fix your pace now so that you can keep going for the long haul. Definitely. And I really like this phase approach. I feel like if we do follow these phases, it is going to get good results in the short term and also in the long term as well. Um, so what, what exactly should you be doing in each of these phases? Sure. You're going to want to figure out your current trajectory first, the content cadence you're going to use, your review collection strategy, and how to improve your local search visibility. This is all phase one. So during this phase, you want to answer the following questions for yourself and for your business. Question one, when are you going to block recurring time on your calendar to write a blog post or a project spotlight? You can see episode four for more information on this. Question two, 
Who is your target buyer persona? And what questions are they asking about homes or about the community you work in that you can answer? You can see episode seven for more on this. And question three, how can you facilitate an SEO friendly process for uploading imagery? See episode two for tips on this. This is especially important if you have other people doing the image uploading to your website for you. Question four is how can you implement keyword and questions research for each blog and website page? You can see episode three for more details on this. And question five of phase one, how can you implement internal linking strategies best among your content? You can see episode six for tips on this. Absolutely. And I I love phase one. You got to pay attention to what you're going to be doing next before you can go back and kind of optimize what you already have. Because if you don't have a plan moving forward, it could all fall apart, even if you do the work now. So you need to know your direction before you can start. Exactly. Then once those wheels are turning to where you're publishing new content regularly and implementing those proper systems across your team comes phase two. So during this phase, you're going to actually go back in time and clean up past content, past images, your local citations, and all of that. The cleanup process isn't fun, but seeing the positive results certainly is. And so far, a typical client that I've coordinated cleanup efforts for has seen about a 200 to 400% increase in website and blog performance. So I won't guarantee that you'll get the same results because your content doesn't exist in a vacuum but I have yet to come across a case when taking these actions caused a decrease of any sort. The activities you're going to do in phase two are going to vary depending on your specific website, your situation, and your competitor landscape too. And it could be image optimization, meta cleanup, backlink cleanup, broken link cleanup, page speed optimization, server optimization, or hundreds of other potential issues needing to be addressed. So I would highly recommend downloading the SEO checklist resource that I will link to in the resources, and you can start working through that at the very least. Yeah, and all the, all this cleanup, you know, I know it sounds like a lot probably, but even going through like one thing at a time and maybe, you know, just cleaning up your backlinks or using a, a, a broken link checker, which if you Google a broken link checker, you can find those and simply go back through your website and change links out. Even doing some of these small things are going to make a big difference down the road. And the nice thing about this is you can kind of just work on a little at a time if you're, you know, stressed for time and you want to just start. It's better to do just a little bit than nothing at all. Um, so, Danielle, you've seen SEO cleanup projects improve site times uh, time and time again, but do you know why it helps? Sure. And if you've listened to the other episodes in this mini-series, you might be wondering, well, I thought you said that Google only cares about user experience. And you're right, they do. And so if you're questioning why you have to do these small little things, it's because these small little things impact the user experience. And that's what Google's looking at. So even if Google says, this doesn't matter, this doesn't matter, this doesn't matter, and I'm saying like, yes, you should go clean up your links and stuff. It's because it all ties into that user experience. And Google just likes to keep us on our toes anyways. So don't trust what Google says. Um, But it does help. And it helps because you are improving the user experience. If you're fixing broken links, if someone clicks on that link that was previously broken and now it works, your user experience is automatically improved. If you're optimizing image size and moving your JavaScript to the footer of your website and doing other activities, 
to decrease your page loading speed, you're improving user experience because the page loads faster. And so that's a good signal to Google. All of this does, stuff is going to improve user experience, be a positive signal to Google, and that's how you're gonna start ranking higher because you're going to have those good user engagement metrics. It's like when you finally set aside a couple days to clean out the old bedroom that turned into storage and junk collection so that you can actually use it for its intended purpose. When you start sifting through the piles, you may find a bunch of excess junk that you can just clear out to make room for guests to have a positive experience when they're visiting. Your website and online presence in general needs some TLC every so often, just to make sure there's not excess junk or forgotten items that really need your attention. And it might seem just normal to you, but it would be unsightly to a guest. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then what comes, what comes after getting into a new group during phase one and cleaning up the past in phase two? Phase one and two is when you're working on the foundation. So setting up your internal processes, and you're going to implement best practices moving forward, and then you're cleaning out the junk from the past. And this will allow you to use your digital space in the best way possible to generate leads and close more deals. So that foundation is laid in phase one and two. Once that part is done, you can move into phase three and hit the accelerator. You can multiply your digital marketing efforts with assurance that the foundation is sturdy enough to support the content you're generating. Your processes are in place at this point, as well as making sure that your new blogs and video content, your lead captures, project spotlights, and everything else are optimized as they go onto your website and keeps your technical SEO squeaky clean. In phase three, you're going to start answering these questions. Question one, which promotional channels are going to be most effective given your target audience? And you can see episode six for more on this. Question two is how much digital ad spend can you afford to allocate each month to Google ads, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, and the like? Question three is who's most qualified on your team or as an expert extension to your team to deliver the most value from these activities? Definitely. Once you have a strong foundation and you know your direction, you want to ramp up on your content marketing efforts. And as we just mentioned, these could be ads, this could be choosing new channels, new audiences to target, but doing something because Google pays attention to how much traffic you get, how often you update your site, um, what types of content, the quality of content, all of those things. So by ramping up content marketing efforts, once you've already taken care of these other things in phase one and two are going to really help you not just now, but also in the long run as well. Definitely. And before you implement phase three, you might find that your month over month traffic is pretty consistent. And that means that you could be doing more. And you should make it a goal to consistently grow your monthly traffic and improve your conversion rates if you're trying to generate more leads and close more deals. What's most exciting about implementing these three phases of SEO plan is that you're going to start seeing your website generate more traffic and leads, going to start ranking in more searches, you're going to have the tools in place for users to have a positive experience while making their way through the online buyer's journey. And you're going to see your bottom line improve. Absolutely. And if you actually put the three phases into action, you'll start getting results online. Also, one other thing is if all of this sounds great, but you're still left wondering exactly what types of content you should create or what types of activities you should do to get real results, I definitely recommend looking into our program, Builder Funnel Academy, um, at builderfunnelacademy.com slash join. In the academy, we outline exactly 
what we've been doing for some of these things like content, SEO, social media, and more. And this is for the last 10 years since Builder Funnel started. And I know I mentioned in another episode that we created like hundreds and even thousands of blogs and content pages. And all of that has been kind of like summed up into this one package where we've kind of filtered out all the content that maybe didn't perform and are only leaving you with the best stuff. So this includes content pieces that have generated thousands of website visitors a month, uh, SEO tips that help our clients rank on the first, first page of Google for many different terms that they really wanted to rank for. And my favorite, the exact lead generation technique we use to help one remodeler go from 2.5 to over 5 million in sales in just over five, two, sorry, just over two years. And that's just one piece of content. So the Academy is currently full, uh, but we will be launching again soon. So go to builderfunnelacademy.com slash join. If you're interested, you can always jump on our VIP list and then we will send you a notification once we open back up and you can evaluate it for yourself. Thanks, Stephen. I know Builder Funnel Academy is a great resource if you're looking for a way to kickstart your SEO content plan. I'm Stephen. And I'm Danielle. And I want to thank you for joining us. I genuinely hope the Remodel Your SEO podcast has given you actionable insights on what you need to implement that will increase your visibility in search engines to get found and get more leads. After all, that's why we're here. Be sure to leave a comment below with any lingering questions you might have or email us radio at builderfunnel.com so we can get you answers. Cheers.